0: Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Come out there to another episode of Faith Marketplace, where we help inspire, equip, and encourage People to walk out their faith at work. Imagine that, you know, connecting faith and work. So today I have got a tremendous, I've been waiting for this one. We've had a couple setbacks, so we've uh, been waiting for her to be our guest today. And I want to uh, introduce you to uh, Tamara Durbin. She is the founder of Money Basics. And oh boy. Uh, she's got quite a story here. This, she's lived all this, so she's going to be um, sharing that with us. Uh, but uh, first of all, introduce, uh, welcome, Tamara. Tam- Thank
1: you, Bob. I appreciate you for having me, and I appreciate you uh, allowing me to share my story with your audience.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't wait because this has been phenomenal. And, you know, uh, I don't know what the exact number is, but I think you're around 780 or 790 interviews we've had. So, uh, we're going to put, especially my favorite month of the year in October. So (laughs) I love this. Uh, so why don't you share with the audience, um, what your, um, life verses or verse that's your favorite verse and, and the reason why it's your favorite verse.
1: Okay, so my life verse is seek his will in all you do and he will show you the path to take. And that is found in Proverbs three, verse six. And it's one of my favorite verses. I actually taught it to my son, too, because I believe that in everything that we do, whether it's you know making life decisions, like as far as job or career um, or marriage, it's just as important in business, but also in your personal finances. A lot of times people leave God out of their finances, but we need to seek his will and what he's calling us to do, even in our finances. So it's become a life verse, and it's also become a verse that I've seen come alive in my life.
0: Yeah, and and folks, just, uh, hey, strap it on because we're going to get, you know, you're going to be on a ride today with uh, what tomorrow's done. Um, what, are the, what are some of the takeaways you want to help the audience take out of this conversation today?
1: So a couple of table takeaways that I have. Um, the first, and those that have heard me before teach um, on personal finance, is About a budget. And a budget is really essential to a successful financial journey. It's really the foundation of your financial house. And it'll help you reach all of your financial goals and get you through any life. Uh, Season that you're going through. So that's number one. I'm always going to talk about a budget. The second thing is financial goals are really essential. People think goal setting, you know, it's just to set the weight loss goals or um, just job goals, but also financial goals as it relates to budgeting, saving, debt, Hmm. credit, whatever. Those are essential Uh, It's an essential component of your money management. It gives you your reason uh, why you're going to actually do the first thing I said. It's going to give you a reason, your push as to why you're going to actually budget. So that's number two. Number three is, and this kind of goes back to my life first. You need the Holy Spirit in your personal financial journey. God knows the big picture of your financial journey. So he'll help you get through any life season and he'll also help you to thrive. So seek the Holy spirit.
0: I love it. And one of the things that I saw that you shared with me was, um, Others have plans for your finances. What is your plan for your finance? I thought that was awesome. You know, no,
1: but th- you're right. But think about it. You know, we're definitely in like this social media age. As you scroll through Instagram, uh, even Facebook now, they're ads. So they're 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 wanting you to spend your money on various different things. And if you don't already have a plan, if you don't already have focus in your finances, you will get distracted and go with what other people are calling you to spend your money on. So that's why I say that's a key thing that, you know, people, everybody else has a plan for your money. What is your plan for your
0: money? I love it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, let's go into, because I want to give more, uh, and, and, and especially with the with, with you, what you've entered, but, you know, uh, just to touch a little bit on your background, um, why don't you share with the, the audience, you know, Uh, some of your financial background, what you've been doing, because I think that's really important and key in what you've created for uh, Money Basics.
1: So my financial background is I do have a background in accounting. (laughs) My my degree is in accounting uh, and I have an MBA in marketing and finance. Um, But then I created Money Basics out of my passion for personal financial literacy and personal financial education. So my background is in auditing and finance. Um, I do have a career in federal service right now as an auditor. So I do these things, but really personal financial literacy is my passion.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you unleash that now to, the, to everybody. So um, what is the product or service that you actually provide uh, with this?
1: So through Money Basics, we provide... Um, financial workshops, financial education workshops and financial coaching. Um, And we do it to all organizations. So we do faith based organizations. We do nonprofits. We've done um, corporations. So all, all facets, we provide personal financial literacy um, workshops, and then I do coaching. Coaching probably now I do it as, on a very limited basis. Um, so you have to be really serious for me to actually say, okay, I'm going to spend one-on-one time because I want people that are serious, but I definitely want to help and empower people.
0: Yeah. Now, when you say workshops, how, what does that entail? How long are we talking here? Is it a series that people go through or what?
1: So I tailor all of my workshops to the clients that I work with. So if a client is looking for a one hour workshop, just maybe, let's say, on budgeting or overview of the hot topics of personal financial literacy, then I can do that. I've also done a wellness series for companies where they want to do like a four part or a five part financial wellness series where we talk talk about all the different topics in a more in-depth way. So I tailor the the workshops to the client um, that I'm working with. Some of the signature workshops that I do have, I do ha- do something called a budget boot camp, And I can do it ah. uh, where it's a longer series or a shorter series. I have an express version, but I also have a nitty gritty version. I actually have done this several times uh, at my church. They were kind of like the test product testers for for the the idea, but the idea is for the the participants is to come to the workshop, bring all their stuff, their financial information, and for them to walk out not only empowered with spiritual principles, but also practical um, principles and actually a workable budget, including their financial goals.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, are people a little reluctant to do that? Are they kind of shameful or, uh, you know, what shape they're in and all that? Or are they pretty forthcoming because they really want the help?
1: Well, I will say that if you talk, when you talk about personal finance and you talk about maybe some of the mistakes that we've all made as it relates to yep. um, our finances, there can be a bit of shame um and anxiety around this topic but i try to create an environment where people feel comfortable to bring no matter where you are and i think that's how like the things that i've gone through in my story they help me to be approachable and people to feel comfortable with them sharing their story and where they are because all of us I, i tell them like i've been there too so um the most important thing is for you to share so that we can create a plan to get you where you desire to be.
0: Do do people find that uh, all of a sudden when they're in your workshop and these things are bringing up and it's go, yeah, I did that. Yeah. That's my problem or something like that. Is there a lot of uh, people that, uh, Problems in common, yeah, uh, and people feel bonding through that. Yes,
1: yeah, so that's one of the things when I start my workshop. I first of all, I start with telling them that everything that we share in the workshop is kept confidential. Of course, the good things, the good tips that you guys find out, you can share with you know your peers. But if people ask questions or make comments. We want we want this to be a safe environment. So I I start off all of my workshops with that that statement that this is a safe environment. The only way that we can learn together and grow together is if if we are we open up and share what our experience has been or what we're currently going through. So we see people say, yeah, I got this amount of debt. I'm trying to get out of this. Or yes, I overspend. Or yes, I've you know uh, had a bankruptcy or whatever it is. Um, right. I've lost this, you know, so people do find that comfort. And then when the first person breaks the ice kind of, and I try to, then other people see, okay, yes, they have been where I, I am and I feel comfortable. This is, this is, these are my people. Like they've been, or they currently are where I am too. And we're all trying to get to the same place together.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love it. So is there any kind of common problems that people bring when they come to these workshops? I mean, you, you rattled off a couple things, but what's the number one thing, you know, that people uh, have issue with in their finances?
1: Oh, number one? Oh, is
0: there a number one?
1: <laughs> probably today, the number one thing is debt.
0: Yeah. So I was hoping you'd say, because I seem to feel that that's really going and And
1: and actually number two is people really don't have a budget. People do not. They just kind of know, like I make this amount, um, either my rent or my mortgage is this amount. So they know the big bills is around this. But other than that, they don't know what they spend. They don't know how much they're spending on food. They really don't have a guide. It's just like, I pay for these things. And then the rest of it is, to the win, and I may or might not have any money at the end of the week, you know, and definitely not at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, they run out a month, and then you know, got, we got the haven't even gotten to
1: savings yet. So I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, if you're
1: not, if you're in debt and you don't have a budget.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's great. Well, thank you. Uh, I kind of anticipate a little bit that that was going to be the one and two, you know, but uh, they're kind of synonymous, really. You don't have a budget, you're going to have debt, you know. If you if you got debt, you it's because you don't have a budget. You don't really know what you're doing. You don't know where you're spending. And even if you do sometimes, you know, the caution that I've heard people give in, in your situation, by the way, I want to do, uh, you know, a... Uh, uh, qualifier here. You're not a financial advisor. No, in any way. Not. You're not giving financial advice. I,
1: this does not constitute financial advice. I recommend right. that you consult a registered financial advisor.
0: Okay, good. I wanted to get that up yes. front because I know that that's a sensitive area for some people. So, yes. um, so you help solve some of these problems. You work these workshops. Uh, is that primarily the way that you get out to helping people? Is through these workshops? Okay. Yes, and then. Um, who are who are ideal people to come this way? obviously people are burdened with that and so on and so forth but you've, you from what i understand uh, uh, Tamara is that you service both uh, believers and then non-believers too right yes. so, so how how do you integrate the faith you know part of this with people that aren't believers or don't really you know maybe buy into all that well, how do you do that
1: So to answer your first question is, so my target client is really anyone that's looking to organize or rebuild their finances. So it's, and that's not necessarily, some people have asked me, well, what age range are you for, you know, the Gen Z or the Gen X? Like, no, because I've seen all ages have those challenges. So I know that I'm, that's why it's called money basics. I'm at the basic level where you're trying to get it together, basically.
0: Now, the first
1: part of your question is it's easy for me to integrate faith when I'm having, doing a workshop um, at a church or a faith-based right. organization. Um, so it's easy to integrate scripture and those finding, those um, biblical principles when I'm doing the workshop. When I'm mm-hmm. in like a corporate setting, it's not, uh, some of the principles are actually even though they're biblical principles, they're principles that the secular arena actually understand very clearly. Um, okay. And so you can you don't I don't couch it as a specific scripture, but as a life quote. So like if you think about pro- a lot of the proverbs are actually life quotes for people, and they don't realize that it's rooted in scripture. So yeah. Like when we talk about generosity, because I do talk about generosity and being a giver when I do my my workshops. Okay?
0: Oh, that's great. So
1: because I believe that it starts with that. You start with an open hand. Now in the secular arena, people understand that being generous is a good principle because they understand the principle of the sower and the reaper. And that has, for them, it's not necessarily biblical. And I remember, Okay. I actually heard Susie Orman, who's not a, she doesn't characterize herself as a biblical financial voice, but she literally broke it down in one of her her shows that you always need to start the month with an open hand. If you want to attract, and of course that's how they call it, if you want to attract anything, you have to be open to receive it. And so a lot of times when I'm talking in, in secular audiences, even that principle of generosity, I always characterize it as if nothing can get into a closed hand. Right. So if you're trying to receive, whether it's increase in income, nothing can get into that. So you have to have an open hand. And whatever you're passionate about, you know, whatever you see in the world that you know that you have some resource to give back to, that's what you should put your, res- the, 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 your resources behind. So it's little ways... As, that I can integrate integrate faith into even those non faith based environments, and then when I tell my story, my financial journey story, I do integrate and say, you know, my my journey would not have been this if it had not been for for God in my life and his leading in my life. So I say I love boldly.
0: it I love it. Well, you, great setup for your testimony. I love it. it exactly. was, that was great. I'm
1: proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor
0: of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. Why don't we share the... Ta- uh, t- the uh story, story. (laughs) Yeah, the Tamra story. So I told you folks, fasten your (laughs) seatbelts.
1: Okay. So really with my story, um, I would. the first thing I'll say is I always tell people that my story is still being written. So I like how you ask that question, you know, what's, what's the story God's writing for you? I'm like, well, it's really still being written and it has, sometimes it seems like it's a a page turner. Um, But I would say the chapters that he's written so far have really shown his provision throughout, throughout, even the highs and the lows, but it's shown his provision. And Mm -hmm. I created um, Money Basics, not because I was rich or I had money growing up, but really because I saw a need. I saw a need and a lack of teaching about money management in the African American uh, faith-based community, I saw us talking about believing God, you know, for more money, uh, but not about how to manage the money that we already already had. Um, right. I grew up in a single parent home. My mom, she was educated, medical professional, college. Pro- she was a believer, she was a giver, but she struggled to give me the life that she really um, desired. And sometimes we struggle to take care of um, the basic necessities of life. And I believe that we could do better. And I believe that our community could do better. Um, and I I believe that... Um, The Lord provided that um, He he provided that I I, I saw that things could could be better. Now, okay, okay, so that's that's me growing up. Okay,
0: so
1: now I sit in the seat. I'm a widow. I'm a single mom to a teenage son. Uh, My late husband and I both were. Professionals. I still am a professional. Um, we were kingdom minded entrepreneurs. We owned a health club. Uh, he owned at one time a boys online fashion store. And we had these businesses in the midst of the financial crisis. Okay. So
0: oh boy. we wow. you know, started
1: the businesses and the financial crisis hit, um, they didn't work out, but God was still faithful. He showed how he was faithful throughout um, that process. And I believe that my my experiences with my late husband, um, losing his job, he actually lost his job also in the pandemic, and we had the business, us losing the businesses, and then he also had a serious illness. He and he had lymphoma actually, right. um, and then he he passed away. But I believe that it taught me those things. Taught me how to use and live the basic financial principles that I was teaching along the way, along with my faith to get me through those various life challenges. The company that I created out of my passion for financial literacy really came alive after Jeremiah passed away, because now I have the knowledge and I have the experience uh, to share and help people through their life challenges. It's easier to budget when you have money. It's just you creating the budget with your income. Um, And it's it's, it's actually easy. All you have to do is just be disciplined to follow it, right? But what do you do when life's falling apart? When you feel like you don't have enough money or you don't have, you really don't have enough money. You have more expenses than you have income. So I feel like through all these different seasons of life, God has been faithful and the financial principles and my faith have worked together through every season. And I tell people like, really, that budget is that guiding principle that when we felt like we didn't have enough or what I didn't know if I had enough, it really helped me to buckle down and get through. So I like when we talk about how can I relate to people and when people say, OK, well, I have this going on. I'm like, I've been there. I've got I've had a two income household. And in one day it went to a one income household. Um, sometimes right. it was. um It was temporary like when Jeremiah lost his job, but then when he passed away, that was permanent. It was like
0: Yeah. Right. You're a
1: one income household. So God is writing, I believe, an amazing story. It's 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 a it's a it's a faith journey where a lot of times I feel like I'm holding on, but it's a beautiful story because he shows me who he is really through every life season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy, i tell you. Well, that makes you very credible with some of these folks when you uh, open up and you share because you've really had some really tough circumstances you've had to deal with, you know, loss of a business, loss of a husband, loss of income, you know, uh, that's dramatic. And now you, you've got a freshman in high school, right?
1: Freshman
0: in high school. Yeah, and he's going to grow strong and tall. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot of financial literacy <laughs> as yeah. he's going through as life.
1: He, he has me talk about it a lot, <laughs>
0: yeah i'll bet he does are you looking for ways to increase your business are you hungry for business relationships that matter that helps you grow personally professionally and spiritually well welcome to g7 networking with purpose where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to, of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website. Again, g7networking.com. Or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. How would you like to provide hope to, to others facing the challenge? Obviously, you created this. Is there other things uh you know, Tamara, that you've done or that you see for the future that you really want to step into this a little bit more? Um, for other people? What you're doing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the biggest thing that I want people to, to to know is that God can really bring you through anything. Like I like I said before, I've been through business loss, um, you know, spouse, you know, loss of income in a home. I've been through, um, like we talked about the, even the financial crises, serious uh, medical illness, which is expensive. And then for that person to actually pass away. So various seasons of life. But at the end of the day, God has brought me through all of them. But it kind of right. goes back to my life first. seek His will right. in all you do, and He will show you the path to take. So, at each one of those trajectories, whether it was making decisions about the business, making decisions of what to do when Jeremiah passed away, making decisions about when um, he was he was sick, and you know, lots of different different points that made um, with, with uh, our finances, even making decisions about debt, okay, and 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 saving all of that. When I saw his will, okay, what do you want me to do? There were some times where we had to make very hard financial decisions that didn't necessarily make sense to other people, but it was how I felt and I could feel the Holy Spirit was calling us to go. And when I went that direction, I saw why he was taking me that, that, that direction. So those that are looking for, okay, give me something, give me some hope, you know, In where I am, the biggest hope that I can give you is following the direction of God, asking him, say, inviting him into whatever your financial circumstance is and asking him, what strategy would you give me? Okay. These are the basic financial principles that I know that I've been taught or I'm learning about. Which direction are you telling me to go in this particular season for me personally? And I guarantee you that he will, he will lead you it might not be what everybody else is doing. That's why I always remind people personal finance is personal, but it's also personal because the Holy spirit will give you a personal strategy for whatever your financial situation is.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, What would you say are some of the most common uh, comments that you get back from people that go through this and you're lifting them up and you're helping them? What are some of the comments that you get back from people?
1: They're more, they're more encouraged Um, Because a lot of times people come in very discouraged based on their situation and thinking that they never are going to get out of it. I even think about like a friend of mine, who was in a, a, a tight spot financially, and she wanted to go? on. I'm like, "No, you you can do this." I'm like, "It's gonna be a, it's gonna look real dark, but there will be light at the end of the tunnel. If you stay the course, there will be light at the tu- end of the tunnel." And now she's seeing the light. And I reminded her. I said, "Remember, I told." She's like, "You're right." And my friends called me. And they actually called me Money Basics. They're like, "Money Basics told me." I <laughs> to do that. I was like, I told you because I said I've seen it. Like, and that's why I tell them. I like I've seen some dark seasons where I thought, okay, it's no no light at the end of the tunnel. Even like I can give a quick testimony, like for myself. Even with student loans, I I had so much student loans. I thought I would never pay them off, and I, I said, you know what? I had told God, like during the pandemic, I'm going to make as many extra payments I'm, as I can make, and God met me in that. And, and me doing what I was supposed to do, with putting what I had to it, and during the pandemic, being a public servant, they changed the rules drastically during the pandemic, and the government paid off my, my, my completely wiped it out. I thought it would take me, you know, way more years to, to finish because I had over probably a hundred. I think I totaled up one hundred and thirty thousand. Dollars into doing wow. that. Wow! It was, but I put, I, I did my action, my part, and God did His part. He, He saw my faith. He said, "Okay, she's, she's, she's gonna um make the sacrifice and attack it. So I'm gonna help her in it."
0: I see. That's wonderful. Great. I love these stories because I I just felt the sense that you're giving people encouragement and hope that you, you're going to get out of this. There's yeah, the tunnel. It looks pretty dark right now, but you will get out of it if you stay the course, like you gave to your friend, and also you know be with the Lord in this thing. Let Him guide your way because you know He doesn't make wrong decisions.
1: He does not. We do. He does not. <laughs> He does not yeah. and he knows the big picture. He like me sitting right. here today, he knew what date my husband was going to become be with him. He he knew that.
0: Come, yep. So
1: me asking him, you know, what to do here and there, even us living where we were living at the time that he passed away, that was all by divine order. But if we hadn't followed his direction, then we wouldn't have been in that place. He knew where I needed right. to be to be comfortable when he passed away.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a story. I get, I get uh, you know, I think to myself how the work you're doing has to be so rewarding, particularly from the background you came from, single mom, wanting things for you, but she didn't have the, you know, maybe the literacy. She was educated, but it wasn't so much about that. She's educated in other things, you know. And finance is such a basic thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I, it's really Annoying to me. I'll just put it that way. There's other things I could describe or say, but it's annoying to me that our educational system are not teaching these kids the basics.
1: You know, they're not. and, and they're, but they're starting to try. There have been different states that have in- instituted legislation to make financial literacy a part of the curriculum. But I don't. think okay. It's mandatory yet. But even at the high school level, college level, these are basic things that people need to know because you need money to live. You need money to live.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is again like the number one problem, debt. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know how you know to manage the debt. I know that I've been up and down. You know, I've had businesses that have really gone south, and then through the gift, you know, the grace of God, it came back again. Uh, just sold my business last year, but I'm, I'm going to be continuing to ride that up for the next three years and and be with that. But that was that was a God thing. I gotta tell you, that was totally God yeah. taking control of that, and also looking over us and looking at what we're doing from a financial standpoint as a family. And um, but that wasn't stuff that, like you. I wasn't taught all this stuff, you know, when I was a kid.
1: And I also believe that our faith based communities aren't doing enough um, to yeah. teach. All of us, and I know, like I, like I said, I saw it more pervasive. Like you know, because I grew up in African American church, we talk about giving. Like we heart, not only to say heart, but we, because I mean that's how the kingdom is funded through the generosity of believers. But I right. believe, and I had told one of my pastors this. I said we talk about giving, and I believe that people have a heart to want to be generous. I said, but when you go back home and you look at your budget or you look at the money that you have, you can't figure out how. I said, but if we give people those basic principles of creating a budget and seeing how to manage their money, I believe that their desire to want to give along with their discipline and their their teaching of basic financial literacy, it would just automatically flow for it to be A good thing not only for the church but for the believer because as a shepherd you should care about that person holistically. So I was, you know, I've told different pastors that, and they've gotten, and they're like, okay, yeah, they need to know (laughs)
0: financial. Yeah. So I mean,
1: because that's how I mean, I know I really started at my current church because I'm like, okay, you talking, you talking about giving, and sometimes people looking at their budget they don't know how because their finances are a mess. If yeah, finance, they're trying to
0: take care of just the basics yeah, of once, life, you once know. Once
1: their finances are cleaned up, they'll be generous.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, what with all the wisdom you've got, what words of wisdom would you've given to your younger self?
1: My younger self, I would probably tell myself, no matter what you face, God is going to help you. And the scripture that came to mind with that question is Isaiah forty-one. Uh, 13, it says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So through all my different challenges, I would say to my younger self, don't worry, God is going to help you.
0: Yeah. It always reminds me of those footprints in the sand, you know, where there's only two, (laughs) because I have a testimony around that where, you know, he's he's carrying you you through those things, those trials and tribulations. And Having firsthand experience to see that looking back over my life, that was God's grace. You know, That's I mean, it was clearly his grace, you know, for some of the things I got myself into. Okay, real quick, because this one absolutely what I, <laughs> and you shared this with me, I went, holy smokes. So uh, what's funny, cool, and amazing about you?
1: <laughs> well, I would say what's funny, a funny thing about me, people can see me as money basics, you know, she's about the budget and all that. But one of the ways that I like to decompress is I like to keep up with the Kardashians. Um I really do like that type of reality TV. I don't like all reality TV, but I like the Kardashians and that's one of my favorite reality shows.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, you know, the, the good thing about that, it's either giving us hope or oh, we're better than that, you know. <laughs> Those reality shows, you know, it gives you some relief from the standpoint, okay, well, I haven't got those kind of problems. Oh, you can laugh at it. You
1: can laugh. You can laugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's not not really reality. (laughs) It's, It's made up reality, you know. But yeah, you're right. That's great. Well I can't thank you enough, Tamra. I know this has been a while for us to get you on and I really appreciate you doing this and uh, we're going to get the word out for you. Olivia' is a master at getting this out on social media. You've got the information to take it and get it out to your friends and everybody. You got the date on the, on when you're when you're going uh, to be on. so that'd be terrific. Well folks, this is another wonderful episode here at Faith Marketplace where we inspire equip and encourage. People to lead where they're at with their faith. And no matter what those circumstances are, lean on the Lord, not on your own understanding. And thats uh, uh, it's just wonderful for Tamara to come in today and express herself in a way that's just giving fully to people in a basic. And that's why she calls it money basics, you know, because yes. people just don't sometimes don't have the resources or whatever it might be, family background or whatever. And for her to help people in something that's so basic is your finances, you know. And also, like she said, you know, uh, helping pastors to bring some light on this. Because if you if expect, you know, you know, the kingdom gets run on this kind of thing. What we, we have is, is money giving and donations. But how are people going to give if they don't have their finances wrapped up? So uh, so get out there at faithmarketplace.com. All the podcasts are out there. Pick your flavor Watch which one of the uh, platforms you want to be on. And uh, also, folks, there's that little donation button up there where uh, we'd love for you to, if this ministry runs on that, on those donations, the kindness of people, uh, if you feel that this is something that has inspired you today or whatever, we'd love for you to get out there, you know, and um, and hit that button. But, you know, make sure you're taking care of your church first, okay? But this ministry lives on. and we got 11 and a half years in, so, we, you know, God's been providing. So I just pre- appreciate any of those. Again, we'll see you in the next episode.